Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 389 from March 26th, 1997, a Wednesday night show. No guests, just the love between the two hosts. A note on episode 388 from March 25th, 1997. It seems to be missing from the archive. If we ever recover it, we'll of course share it in this feed. This episode starts out with Anne teasing a guest for tomorrow night's show. She tries her best to refuse to admit it, but the boys wisely guess who it is. And Adam jokes that she better bring three pairs of panties. Gross. Adam is fishing to find out if this guest is still into him. Hint. And Adam tells Anne that said guest knows Anne is repulsed by Adam, so of course she wouldn't admit her attraction. Adam plugs upcoming guests Erasure and John Waters next week on the show, apparently. Dr. Drew tells Adam his story of seeing the movie Pink Flamingos, and Adam reveals he's never seen the film. Adam explains he's not interested in movies that are like sideshows, and Adam tells injure Mike to put Drew's comments on a card to embarrass him next week with John's guesting on the show. Drew reminds them he'll be out of town on vacation, and Adam says he'll do it anyway just to be a dick. This is also the day of the Heaven's Gate mass suicide. As per usual, it was recorded in 1997, so the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Three, four, Welcome to Love with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He is the one who is board certified. And if that wasn't enough, he's also an addiction medicine specialist. Welcome to the show, doctor. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm such a pleasure to be here. Let's get right to it, Doc. Okay, let's go. Uh, you've been criticized uh, for the work uh, that you've been do- doing over the air. Really? Yes. I wasn't aware of it. Oh, that was me. Oh, that was right. Okay. All right. Just you and I tonight. Yes. And the love that, uh, or disdain that we have. Uh, no one else this week. Good. We've had a lot of guests. Uh, they've all been good, by the way. Yeah. I think the word is getting out. There pe- might be a s- surprise tomorrow. Like who? Just a surprise. And I got to tell you, Anne, uh, every night when we have a guest, is a surprise for me <laughs> with the amount of preparation I do. Who, who, uh-huh. who, who's going to be surprised? Well, it's not going to be a surprise if I tell you. It's a, I mean, you're not going to tell us until we get here tomorrow night? Or is... I might tell you. I won't tell him. Uh, uh, is it huge? Oh, I know who I'm it is. going Jennifer Gray. I am too. Yes. Yes. She is so hot for me. She's gonna, no, she's not. That's not what she said. She's, really, she's going to have to bring three pair of panties. Uh, uh-huh. She really is. Uh-huh. You're going right. to have to put an ink blotter did, did down you on the with chair. Her? You talked to her? Mm-hmm. What do you mean oh. she's not hot for me? She's not going to... Com- Listen, we'll here's the she thing. she shows up tomorrow night. And she knows you're repulsed by me, so she doesn't want to confide. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She is contemplating not coming because... No, of- no, no. Actually, tonight's her birthday, so... Ah, ah she's an Aquarius. Mm. Mm. I have no idea what she is. All right. Uh, Erasure is going to be here uh, next week. Also, uh, John Waters. Uh for those of you who don't know who John Waters is, he did uh, Cry Baby and uh, Pink Flamingos and uh, what other movies, Drew? 
Mm. Uh, for Christ's sake. Any of those Divine movies. Yeah, the Divine movies. Yeah. Uh, what uh, uh, A serial mom oh. and a, a very culty. Did I ever tell you my, my Pink Flamingo story? No, go ahead. I, I was in a, a one-act play a first year in college, and we'd finished up, and we well, the whole this whole cast was going to go out and do, let's go see a movie. Well, it's playing in town. Oh, let's sing Pink Flamingos. Heard it's really funny. So we go in there, and most of us, people were like putting their jackets over their head. It, it was the most disgusting display. Uh, and we because had no idea of the, we uh, the oral fecal route? That was the least of it. I mean, you, you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, my God. Uh, let, let me tell it's you. It's beyond bizarre. <laughs> I'm not interested in, in movies that are sort of like sideshows. You know, I well, just go to, I, I go to a... see uh, breasts and explosions and occasionally an exploding breast. But I don't go just to see like freaks on display. This was like the experience of nausea. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll uh, uh, engineer. Uh, hold on. Engineer Mike. Uh, let's put that on a cart. And uh, then when John Waters uh, comes in next week, we'll play that for him. Uh, Drew's and, testimony. I will not. I will not be here next week. To his work. I will not be here. Next oh, week. you be son of a bitch! <laughs> That's, yeah, I'll do it anyway. You know, I don't care. Also, Duran Duran will be in uh, next week as well. So, uh, full plate. Amber, fifteen. Hi. Um, I was <laughs> calling to get some advice because my ex-boyfriend, I think, may be gay or bi, and I don't know how I'm going to find out or how I should, you know. What is the situation? Okay, well, I've been, we went out for, like, a few years off and on, and since... How old is he? He's 18. A few years? <laughs> yeah. What, were you 12 and a half when you met him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was 15, uh, 16. <laughs> uh, how, how old were you when you had sex with him? I didn't. Oh, you okay. didn't? Oh, no. geez, I was reaching for the wallet, Amber, but uh, my <laughs> hand has just uh, come back to the console now. Okay, well, me and my friends were discussing the fact that we might think he's, like, bi because ever since his one of his good friends came into the picture of our little group that we used to hang out with, he's been totally different. He, like, stopped hanging out with all of us, and he's, like, basically with him every single night. And he just, just I don't know. As far as I know, having a good up. friend does not qualify as uh, choosing a homosexual lifestyle. No. Well, I know, but he doesn't talk. I mean, he just acts different. I mean, he just, he's. What's he do for a living? He works at a food place. <laughs> mm. Amber, does does he want to be... He, he's 18 now. You guys are 15, right? Yeah. Maybe he's finally matured and is hanging out no. with his own people. He's <laughs> no. not matured. Not at all. Well, do you want to be his friend? Yeah, I do. Okay. But well, I mean, I want to know, you know. I mean... Well, do you want to be his friend? Yeah. Then then focus on being his friend. Don't worry about being a detective. Yeah, don't worry about the fag hag role at the tender age of 15, Amber. <laughs> Just uh, hang out with him and enjoy and him and his person. if he's changing, explore that with him. Ask him what's different, why he's spending so much time away. Give him an oh, opportunity please. to tell you. Look, oh, if he wants to cares? tell you, he'll tell you. I know, but he doesn't talk about those things Well, anyway. then that's his business. Uh, he, may not be, he may not want to be your guy's well, friend. Let me tell you, there's a phase uh, that you go through, which is uh, how often uh, do women masturbate? This is, uh, this is the guy phase. Uh, guys spend about six years, usually between the age of like 14 and 20, trying to get women uh, to admit that they masturbate. <laughs> Those are the uh, get women to admit they masturbate years. And women go through this, uh, I wonder if the guy's gay phase. Mm. Uh, both uh, frivolous and uh, dead-end streets. A waste of time. You get to the point where you just don't care. Okay. I'm at that point now. Yeah, we don't care about anything. Not just... I care about me turning gay. 
which I'm going to talk about later in the show, and I care about my own masturbatory habits. Right, Other than that, uh, stay out of the way. Good. Megan. Okay. 18. Yeah, my question is for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I donated blood a few weeks ago. Yeah. And they gave me a sheet back saying that I tested positive for the anti- antibody to hepatitis B core. What is that? Uh, it probably means you had hepatitis B and you cleared it from your system. Thank goodness. Oh, you did? Yeah. Why? How do you know? Uh, she has the, he has the antibody, not the antigen. In other words, she's not no longer producing virus. Now she's producing just the antibody response to the virus. But how'd I get it? Uh, did you ever do IV drugs? No. Have you ever had sex? Once. Did you have sex with, with that person, an IV drug user? Nope. You ever lived in... Uh, San China, Francisco? China or Taiwan? No. You ever had a blood transfusion? No. Nope. You ever been to a Howie Mandel concert? You need to... Actually, I have. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> you see, Drew, you, you, need... you, you work all this medical nonsense, and I cut right to the thick. You need to... Uh, have you told your parents about this? No. Okay. It's possible you got it from your mother. There's really? Something called, there's something called vertical transmission of hepatitis B, and that's uh, that's certainly one way people can get it. They can, In the old days, you could get it from transfusions, but now it's pretty carefully screened out of the blood blood pool. Uh, IV drug use, you can get it. You can get it from sexual contacts, potentially, and that's about it. All right, but she's all right. Yeah, she's cleared it. Uh, here's my take on blood giving. I've given this one, but it's been a long time. Uh, Drew, how many pints of blood do you have in your body? About seven pints? Yeah. Okay. Eight, eight that, uh, that, by the way, when Drew agrees with me, it means he doesn't know. Don't know for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, or he'll never agree with me. Because if he knew the exact answer, he'd say, no, you're totally wrong. It's 7.215 uh, right. ounces. Right. All right. Here's the deal. I used to give blood on a real regular basis. Uh, I think you can only give. 12 units. Go ahead. Anyway. Uh, okay. I'm a 7. I, I, got a lot, I got a lot of bones and not, a, not, not much blood. Right. And the situation is this. You, you can give blood like every two months. Right. Every like six or seven weeks or something like that. Uh, the reason is, is because after you uh, drop a pint off, you're making up for that pint. You, mm-hmm. Your body uh, has to re- remake it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I started doing some math and started doing some thinking and figured I'm always a pint low because the second I came up to a full seven pints or right. 12 pints or whatever it was, boom, I was dropping it off again. Uh-huh. So I was always, uh, a, uh, you know, a little bit, the, the batteries were never quite fully charged. Or the day they were, I was uh, dropping it off again. Right. So? I don't know. Were you a better person then? No, I stopped giving blood. Huh. Uh, David, 13. Oh, hi. I'd just like to see um, you guys really rock, and, uh, and I really appreciate what you're doing to help people, and I hope you could help me. All right, what's up? Yeah. Well, Smoke less pot. That will help David. Uh, quit blaming your parents and put down the bong. Okay. Anyway. And he, By the way, he was just putting a tape, tape in his tape recorder for this. Yeah, and I don't want my parents to hear me on the phone. Okay. Yeah, well, um... Yeah, see, um, I had sex with this one girl, and um, I think she has herpes, but I, I can't really tell if I have it or not. And I was wondering, like, what kind of symptoms is there for herpes? And like, what uh, what message do you like to give David's friends, given that he's tape recording this entire conversation? What? Oh, and, and it, that was a tape recorder. He was he was loading up there a second ago. We heard. All right, uh, and, message uh, to your friends yeah, so you yeah. can play it for them. Right. No, I'm, right. I got Nirvana on there to cover up, so my parents don't hear me on the phone. All right. Uh, they're more worried about uh, Nirvana than they are about us, David. But uh, listen. All right. Yeah. Okay. How, how old was the girl you had sex with? Excuse me? How old was the girl you had sex with? Uh, she was like 24 or something. 24? How, you how this got to ha- be kidding. How'd this happen? 
I, I, was, I met her at this um, party in, in Rosa Brito because um, uh, my, my family wants a trailer down there. In Mexico. In it. What? In Mexico. Yeah, in Mexico. All right, so she was a prostitute. Probably. Did you pay? Yeah, what? Did you pay for, for the no, sex? Really? No, I guess she was drunk or something. A little pro bono work there. Uh, yeah. And she mistook you for a mature man of 14 and a half? Um, no. She knew you were 13? Yeah. And uh, she's 24? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is she way more than you? Yeah. Okay. I'm just getting a visual here. Okay. All right. Uh, Drew, what leads you I'd to like le- to yell at you for a second for now being outraged, because Drew uses the double standard. He spends uh, his entire life trying to convince women to stand up for themselves in a man's world, and uh, he champions the women's cause so much uh, that he overlooks things. He doesn't realize that he's bigoted no, in his no. own way. Hey, yes, me- gender bigots. Let me. Uh, <laughs> if this was a 13-year-old woman uh, calling call, in and be, saying I had sex with a 24-year-old uh, male prostitute in I'd Guadalajara, you would be outraged. It'd be international. Incident. You'd be yes. Yeah. You would be on the phone uh, with Kissinger right yes, now, and uh, you'd be arranging a uh, a strike, an yep. airstrike. I would be the State Department. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. But uh, so, David, did this affect you? This experience? Um, you, well, was actually, I've had like a, a lot more. Um, irritation down there lately, a lot more than usual, but that's just about it. You, know? you didn't wear a condom? Um, yes, actually I did. Oh, you okay, did? Okay, yeah. so if you wear a condom, you're not likely to get herpes, so that's really? good. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a decent protective Did barrier. you really wear a condom, David? Yeah, she put it on there. Okay. And, it, to, I mean, certainly it can, it can occur in areas that the condoms don't cover, particularly if somebody has active lesions, they can be terribly contagious. Typically, you'll get sort of a flu-like syndrome and then get swelling of the lymph nodes down around the groin. And then you get a rash, and it's usually clustered little blisters and or ulcers. And it's not, it's, it's burns, it hurts, and you, you wouldn't be just a little bit of irritation. It's usually pretty pronounced. How did this affect you emotionally, this whole experience? Oh, well, uh, just, uh, I have a lot more courage with women lately, but that's just about it. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know, I think it's a... Are you the envy of all your uh, gringo friends? Oh, yeah. Okay. Are you, you, yeah. Do you tell the guys about it, or are you embarrassed? Uh, only like two. Are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> then... I mean, no, but you told all your friends that you had sex with an older uh, uh, Hispanic prostitute, didn't you? Oh, two of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, all right. I would uh, think Drew, what should he do? Should he go get checked out? Yeah, obviously get checked out if he has any questions at all. But I, I think all right, should gonna... he just go to, like, uh, family planning? No, not unless he has symptoms. So I'm... wait for symptoms and then go to uh, yeah. family and, planning. And really, I, I think this has got to affect him more than you might. You might think. I really do. I don't know. I know a handful of guys uh, that lost their virginity to older women when they were real young. And uh, uh, to them, it was like uh, it was like their wisdom teeth. Uh, it was like, oh, I got them pulled when I was in the uh, seventh grade. And now I've checked them off the list. I never have to think about it. And I had to walk around with a uh, swollen jaw all the way through high school. Just waiting for that day in uh, grim anticipation. I just think it, it affects, uh, although I don't, uh, it doesn't affect men as profoundly as women, because men have a different experience of and anticipation of, of, of the sexual encounter. Right. That's why I get so outraged at what happens to women, because they are really hurt by it. Men are affected probably in ways that they can't even articulate, but it's not as profound as what women get. Yeah. Well, I, I think emotionally he was fine. It was more of a, um, um, his, his schlong. <laughs> it's the, is there an inner child in your penis, by the way, Drew? Or is that an just, inner penis? Is it, yes, his inner penis was hurt, but uh, his inner child uh, was fine. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Monica. Yes. You're 17. Yes. 
Um, I, my boss. Hold on a second. What's going on in the background there? My TV's on. Oh, for Christ's sake. All right, I'm going to punish you for a moment. I'm sorry. I'm putting you on hold. Okay. You know, um, I will not tolerate that on this show. Uh, Rita, 14. My question is about douching. That's more like it. And how old do you have to be to do it? I started when I was 14. <laughs> Drew, when did you be? <laughs> what, what, what exactly are you searching for, Rita? What's the deal? Well, like, I heard that it's, like, bad for you. It's not good to do it a lot. No, it's probably and not. My, and then my friends say that you should do it after your period. No, not necessarily. What okay. What are the benefits to the douching? Um, clean yourself. Yeah, it's it's it can help uh, sort of flush things out. Let's say. So it's like uh, rinsing after you brush your teeth. A little bit, yeah. It, it's also not terribly good for you because that that the the sort of flora and fauna of that environment is a carefully balanced ecosystem. Yeah, you see, the vagina is like a tide pool. It's like it, a biosphere. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, yeah, like that movie with uh, Polly Shore. There's all kinds of stuff going on in there, and the fauna, the fauna is attacking the flora, and uh, you know the you know the, the ivy's growing, but the but uh, there's like a raccoon nibbling on the roots, so it doesn't get out of hand. It's uh, it's really the circle of life right. in there. And when you get in and uh, you take this very delicate ecosystem and you start uh, hosing it down with uh, you know some strawberry scented vinegar yeah. uh, out, out of some kind of plastic squeeze bottle. That is a bad... Uh, it's not, it's not a, a bad thing, but it isn't necessarily good. And it certainly isn't good to do it all the time. And it's not, you know, if, somebody, if you have a smell or a discharge, things like that, douche is not gonna, probably not going to do that much for it. You really need to get that treated more specifically. All right. So, uh, Rita, don't worry about it. If okay. you're not sexually active, I don't think you ought to do it. No. All right. All right? Okay. All right. Save your money. I will. All right. What's douche run uh, these be, days? Why do you look at me as though I would know that? I don't know. And uh, what's douche set you back a court? Uh, and by the way, why don't you try help us out a here a little court? bit? Court? Yeah, is, what's a, is, it, is it a, what do you go? Like a, they why have do like, I always get called in on the masturbation and douche calls? Because uh, we're helpless with those. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know I that much about douche. Ones. Well, at what age do you start douching? Seriously. I don't. You don't do it? No. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Why don't you call your girlfriend up, Adam? <laughs> and ask her about douche? Yeah. That would be way too humiliating. Shut up, Ann. How much is douche? Do you know? I don't know. Does any girl in here know? Look, we have, uh, we Mike have, we have a lot of people. Wait, we have a lot of ten bucks. I don't know. Mike no, knows? it's not ten bucks. That's novelty douche. We have, uh, we, have, we, have we have a lot of people working cash registers and little marts and stuff. Maybe they can call. All right, call in. And if there's such a thing as like um, ham scented douche, I'd like to know. Oh. Uh, breakfast douche. There, there is a, there is a new market. <laughs> there's a market. No, no. Uh, Mountain Dew, uh, Clamato. Yes. The Clamato douche. <laughs> uh, did she douche or not? Uh, the world may never know. That's real redundant, the Clamato douche. Uh, Monica, 17. Yes. Hey. Um, two weeks before my boss got married, he told me that he was attracted to me, and he kissed me. And ever since then, little things have been happening, and a few weeks ago we had sex. I just want to know your opinion on that. I think he's an asshole. That's my opinion. And by the way, when you uh, when you do have sex, or when you did have sex, you really don't need to lay out the little things have been happening. Uh, and then he nailed me in the coat room. Uh, okay. You just go right to that part. Okay. Well, no. we had sex then. Uh huh. 
And uh, where do you work? What kind of place? It's but um, uh, it's a skating rink. Oh, oh really? <laughs> so this guy's going places. He's 34. He just got married? Yes. Uh, two months ago. First marriage? No, second. Uh-huh. Second marriage. Gee, wonder why the, wonder why the first one didn't last. Uh, you know, we why do people feel uh, it necessary to get married when they just want to uh, have sex with coworkers? Isn't that weird? I really don't mind the impulse to have sex with uh, with uh, underlings he's, you work he, he's with. He's 34, she's 17. Uh, that's a little, all right, that's out of line. But but just don't get married. Right. That's don't, all. I don't have kids. It's just be honest with yourself. Hey, I love banging strangers. Uh, I'm going to hold off on this thing called marriage. How does this guy even have, like, a straight face during the ceremony? Do you promise to love and cherish? Our... Meanwhile, um, they're playing that Peter, Paul, and Mary song. Uh, the mar- <laughs> What's that marriage song? Come on, sing it, Drew. I don't know. The Hawaiian wedding song. Hawaiian yes, wedding song. the wedding song. Thank you. Uh, so, Monica. Yes. Why did you give in to this guy? Because I wanted to. Why? Uh, because I'm attracted to him. Um, and he honestly, I know you probably don't believe this, but he seems sincere. Uh, well, he may have seemed sincere, but we know he's not. His wife thinks he's sincere, too, exactly, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what do you mean? He seems seems sincere in what? What respect? Uh, that he wanted to have sex with an no, underage the way, girl who worked he, at the rink? The way he made her feel. What he said to her about her. How she made her feel about herself. Ah. And th- this is where these damn predators really just, just uh, go nuts. That's part of the rap. Yeah. It's like, used car salesmen uh, seem honest. Uh, th- uh, that's how they move product, by the way. His penis is a product, and he's moving it. It's price to sell, and this is how these guys work. They have a great rap. Women, never trust a guy with a rap. Anyone who sounds smooth, anybody uh, who's got a good rap, um, he's up to no good. I uh, Look for guys who stutter. Now, how are you so convinced that everybody's this way? This guy is married. This yeah. guy got married two months ago, and he's uh, having sex with you already. I know. There's something. He and also he's 34 and having sex with a 17 year old, so he's a flawed individual. He's dreadfully flawed. Okay, Monica. And the question here uh, is dreadfully flawed is like um, uh, serial killers and, he's and Well, and he's preying on young underage employees. Right. Okay. okay. I mean, come on. And he had been with about 40 women or so before, and we didn't use a condom. Um, should I be checked? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Here, here's the. All right. Let me let me tell you. This guy, he has the uh, hat trick, the a hole uh, hat trick. Um, a, you're someone who uh, he's your boss. That's number one in the uh, in the crown. Two, the second jewel is he got married two months ago, and uh, three. What was the third? Well, oh, oh, you're you're grotesquely younger than he is, and he's putting you in harm's way in terms of his past. Uh, what what is it up with you? Uh, all, right, all right, let's all right. gamble. Yeah. Hold on a second, Monica. Okay. All right. Uh, we haven't gambled in like two shows. I know. I noticed that this afternoon. No, no, like a week. Has it been that long? All right. It, it just feels like two shows. All right. There's uh, there's the money, Drew. You want to go first? Yeah. She was uh, she was abused in some kind of. Uh, Try to be specific, please. Oh, physical followed by sexual abuse. All right. No, what, Physical, physical abuse by the parents of sexual abuse outside the home. Uh, and what am I left with? Had a bad uh, experience you, you, at summer you, camp? You it around. Oh, so you're going physical abuse followed by sexual abuse. Yeah, the parents perpetrated the physical abuse. Uh, I'm going uh, I'm going just sexual abuse. Okay. Uh, no physical abuse. By parents? In the home. In the home. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. All right. M- Monica, yeah. we got to go to break. 
Okay. I want you to think about your past. Okay. Uh, open the uh, yearbook of your life and turn back those pages. Okay. All right? All right. And we'll be back uh, with the wrap-up to the gambling after this. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's my very nice. You kissed my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line will be right back. The No-No Pro, I'm obsessed with it. I love it because I've spent so much money and time on razors and waxing and any way to get rid of hair. But the No-No Pro is the best way to remove unwanted hair and there's zero pain. I do it when I'm sitting on my couch. I do it at home. I can do it in the office, really. And it's for men, too. You know, your back of your neck, your 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 back, your chest, all those areas that you want to remove hair, you can do it in the privacy of your own home. Legs, arms, face. You're going to die how easy this is to use and the weeks of long-lasting results. No-No Pro comes with a 100% 60-day money-back guarantee. And when you purchase it, you'll get a $50 gift card to an award-winning skincare line. Go to nonoemily.com. That's nonoemily.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Bruce Buffer, the voice of Mixed Martial Arts. On September 2nd, it's time for you to listen to my podcast on Podcast One. It's time, a weekly broadcast exclusively on Podcast One, where I will talk about popular culture, business, and, of course, the greatest sport on the planet, Mixed Martial Arts. Plus, along with me will be my co-host and MMA journalist, TJ DeSantis, and some of the biggest names in the world of Mixed Martial Arts. On September 2nd, it's time with me, the Voto, Bruce Buffer, exclusively on PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastOne.com. Yeah. <laughs> Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. Adam Carolla, that's Dr. Drew. Uh, raise your John Waters and Duran Duran next week. Uh, stop signing us, no, Drew. All right, when we left off, we're speaking to uh, Monica. Monica's situation is, is uh, she's 17. Uh, there's a 34-year-old guy who uh, works at the roller rink uh, uh, and by the way, uh, roller rinks should really conduct themselves uh, like the band, uh, the Mexican super band Menudo does, which is uh, anyone over 18 is out. <laughs> that makes sense. No reason, no excuse for being uh, in, in your 30s and working in a roller rink. Yeah, unless uh, you're behaving like this guy is. That's the only reason I would hang around there. Yes. Uh, let me, so we gambled on uh, Monica's pass. Uh, she had sex with this guy. This guy got married two months ago. Uh, he didn't use a condom. He's uh, had sex with uh, many skaters in his life. And uh, Drew, you went with what? Well, I, I'm uh, I'm changing a little bit. I'm getting no this, modifying. Uh, well, I'm getting this kind of vibe like parent, Monica's parents like were just not around, like absent, or like she was a foster child or something even. But that something bad happened to her. Uh, I'm going with physical abuse in the home and then sexual abuse outside the home. Uh, I'm going with sexual abuse in the den. Okay. I'm actually picking a room. Monica. Yes. All right, let's talk about your past. <clears throat> okay, when I was five, I was sexually molested by my grandmother's neighbor. Outside the home. Wait a minute. Well, who's home? It was my grandma's neighbor. Was it in your home? No. Yeah. Well, it was in my grandma's backyard. Uh, that's the home. Where were your parents? They were at home. You, you live with your parents? Yes. Where are your parents now? 
Right now, they're still home. And they're still together. Yes. My dad has never been emotionally available, Uh but he's always been here. And he has hit me Uh. a couple of times, but it's nothing regular all right now the argument the argument uh who was that again dr choice uh all right let's argue whether this was physical abuse or not uh he he hit you uh with a where on the bottom with the belt he got my leg in your leg in your back Uh, oh come on everyone gets smacked with a belt please how how often how many times it's only happened a couple times Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, were there uh, laceration marks or anything? There were some left. But you wouldn't call him a physically abusive guy? Uh, and it was uh, outside the home. Not on a regular basis. Yeah, but outside the home at Grandma's house. Uh, Grandma's like an extended it home. Was, it was, what, what I meant was not from the family. It was a neighbor. Oh. Did it. All right. All right, thank you. All right, uh, thank you. Drew gets Dr. the Dr. Drew is right. All right, uh, so Monica. Yes. All right, so you understand... Uh, Drew knew something was up. Yeah. God damn, Drew. He honed right in on it. He always knows. He always knows. And and how does he know based on what you told him and based on the way you're acting? I don't know. Right? All right. So you understand something's up. Have you ever got any counseling? I'm in therapy. Good. Oh, you are? Okay. And have you talked to your therapist about what's happening with you with this person? No. I, he doesn't even... I don't even want to call him a boss. It's just, that, that, even that doesn't go... He's my manager. How's that? Oh, no. That's even worse. All right. He's this dude that works at a skating rink. All right. Keep this guy away from you, Monica. I understand you want attention from older men, but uh, it's a dead-end street. Believe me. I've went down that road. Are you... What? Oh, oops. Are you doing drugs at all? Periodically. Yeah. It just just sounds to me, Monica, like you must have a very, very... Mentally challenging life. Well, I'm sure you do, but uh, but a real a real emptiness, a real hole in, in your in your emotional world, and you're trying to fill it. And this guy, with all his BS, was able to fill it for a few seconds and make you feel good about yourself. Ultimately, you feel worse about yourself by the way people like this prey upon you. You feel worse about yourself when you do drugs. Really, be good to Monica. Find, find some friends who really care about you and who will take care of you and cherish you. Develop those relationships. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right, uh, Drew's right. And, uh, all right, I'm not going to give my speech about how uh, everyone is exactly the same as individual as uh, Reebok and uh, all these other BS companies uh, would like you to feel. Your animals, you all uh, respond to the same stimuli. Understand that. Uh, You get screwed around with by uh, grandmom's neighbor. Uh, You get uh, uh, raped. Uh, You uh, get physical abuse at the hands of an apathetic dad. Who The only energy the guy mustered toward her life was the beatings. then you have uh, inappropriate sex with uh, older sickos who work at a skating rink. Uh, this is what happens. Please understand that. And I hope we would st- uh, start appreciating this as a, n- as a nation and start attacking these problems uh, the same way we would attack uh, a problem in the animal kingdom. That's all. Mm-hmm. You want to understand why the uh, moose is wandering into uh, the Eskimo village and uh, crapping on uh, people's uh, huts? You study a couple of mooses or meeses, and that's it. You come up with a plan. That, that's it. That's what we got to do as a government. I don't want politicians in there. I want psychologists Animal running this husbandry. country. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. I, I, I could run this country, Drew. I would, uh, I would, you, you would be uh, the minister of the wuss. <laughs> Greg, 20.
Hi guys. It's it's, it's what, what I what would I do as minister of the woods? Uh, I don't know, but you it's a it's an uh, there's no uh, uh, there's a flap on the back of your pants of the uniform. That's all I can say. Greg. Hi. Hey. How you guys doing? Good. Good. Um, hope you can help me out. Um, my my dad just got married recently, uh, remarried, and now I have a, a new stepsister living with me or with us. How old is she? She's fifteen. You're twenty. Yeah. Why are you at home? Um, which which uh, which junior college you are currently attending, Greg? No, no, I just work. Oh, really? Yeah. Just trying to save up money for college. Where do you work? At a department store. Uh huh. You steal a lot of stuff. No. Really? No. Just accessories like belts and scarves and stuff. No. You steal a little bit, don't you? No. Not oh. Really. Uh, you should ask for more pay then, because they base your pay on you stealing about five hundred bucks worth of crap each month. And you should say, um, th- "There's th- there's two pays. You get uh, you get six forty five an hour with stealing, or you can get uh, nine seventy five an hour without the uh, without the uh, shoplifting." So explain to your boss. Tell him you want the uh, honest man's wage. All right, I'll try to get a. All right, stay away from your stepsister. She's underage. She's fifteen. It would be terribly disruptive to your family. Yeah. Don't don't even think about it. Even I mean, like we're because we're blood re- we're not blood related. No, Greg. Jeez. Listen, uh, me and Drews. Uh, uh, am I related to your wife in any way? Uh, no way. Am I related to Anne? No. Uh, when I drive by uh, junior high, and I see girls out there uh, playing uh, badminton. Uh, am I blood uh, kin to any of those women? No. No. Would it be okay for me to uh, like uh, press a rollo to the end of my penis and poke it through the chain link fence and call them over? Would that be acceptable, Drew? But Drew, why not? Drew, there's no blood. Come on. Okay. That's a good point. All right, great. Yeah. Uh, I always remember the rollo theory. Um, I had another uh, comment. All right, question. stay away from your stepsister. Do you hear me? Yeah. What's your other well, comment? Uh, how old is producer Ann? She's forty-seven. Ann, how old are you now? I've been I've noticed since she was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you now? I'm 29. Okay. And uh, 47. No. Excuse no, wait, me. I, I, that I, makes you 68. Is it not true that I've known you since you were 19, huh? 18, yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I know. Best sex you ever had. Uh, <laughs> listen, and let me tell you something about producer. What's up with you? I don't know. I'm all horned uh, up tonight. Uh, let me tell you something about producer Ann. Uh, you're 29? Uh-huh. Uh, timeless beauty, this producer Anne. Uh, 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 there's a picture of her uh, aging in her basement somewhere. I am absolutely convinced of this. People, I'm not sure they understand that reference. Uh, it's a Dorian Gray thing. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I kid uh, producer Anne plenty, and uh, you know we, uh, we, we have our disagreements. But I'll tell you, she looks young. Yes. And I uh, will always stand by that. It's, she acts cl- young. it's clean. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Immature, maybe? Right. No, no, I mean... She got a lot of yeah, life yeah, in her. Yeah. Uh, she really, it's it's uh, the good, it's good living. Not young, youthful. She doesn't smoke. Uh, she doesn't drink that often. She doesn't really put out. It's just a lot of tub time, and it's really uh, worn away the years. She really looks great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me tell you, forget about these uh, collagen injections and uh, these uh, peels and these dermatological uh, procedures. Uh, just get in the tub, ladies. You know, as, as Believe me. You'll look like a 15-year-old your entire life. Put that call on hold that Ann's taken and put her on the air. Huh? I just punched up Matt. Uh-huh. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, you're 20. Yeah, I got a um, douche for you. How about Loveline douche? This is a great idea. It would be called Adam Carolla. 
Yeah, that too. I got a question. What, how do you guys feel about this cloning crap that's going on? As far as, I mean, there was a sheep that was cloned. Yeah, we know. Okay. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? How do we feel about it? Yeah, Hold on. What's this about a sheep and cloning? <laughs> I, I, look, the, the next thing they're going to be doing is cloning pigs so they can genetically engineer them in such a way as them to be optimal for use in uh, human heart valve transplants. Right. So there's a purpose to this. Absolutely. Uh, the problem I have with this is that it's it's unlocking a, a an unnatural forest. We don't know what the implications are going to be over the long term. Just the way when people split the atom, they didn't know what that was going to mean. It, it may mean nothing. It may mean something horrible we have never thought of. Oh, well, look, like any technology, uh, there are evil applications for it, and there are great applications for it, like anything. Uh, like the computer. Computer's an amazing technology. Uh, you can have a pedophile uh, pick up on your 12-year-old son, or uh, he can peruse uh, uh, some museum in France uh, that uh, he'd never get an opportunity to look at. Would you agree with that, our special guest? Yeah. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Special guest here. Who is this? It's uh, Jennifer Gray. Oh. You know, uh, Jennifer? Yeah. First off, I, I want to commend you on being so strong, because it's been like a, how long has it been? Like eight or nine months since you've been in here? Since our last date? Yes. I actually was surprised you hadn't asked me before. Uh, I'm just saying it must have been a, a torture on you. Uh, well, I've been actually having a little bit of a hard time just waiting for you, and I finally decided, all my friends said, don't call him, wait for him to call you. You know, that that just sets a better precedent, so I did. Stern but groovy master, Adam. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, you know, uh, Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, you and I were um, uh, a scant uh, 20 yards away from each other on Saturday. Really? Really? Yes. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. You were filming something uh, down at uh, Hollywood Center Studios, were you not? Not on Saturday. We were off Friday? Fr yeah. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they told me Saturday. Right. Did you hear that I came into your office? No. no. I oh. finished the office and I said, I said, has Adam asked after me or anything? Oh. And they said, no, nothing. I didn't know you were there. I was there. I was asking after y'all. Uh, I said, you know, they've never asked me back. I thought we had such a good time. Anne, what's up with that? So, it's my birthday today. Oh, it is? Yeah. Uh, big 4-0? Yeah. Big waterhouse. <laughs> Watershed. <laughs> I feel like a big waterhouse. Now, how old are you, seriously? I'm old. No, you're not. I'm old, man. I'm old as hell. I've seen you, but you're uh, you're horny now, but, right? But, but I look good, right? Uh, you're uh, tight as a snare drum. Aww. She has the body of a 13-year-old gymnast from uh, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> she really does. So guess what? What? I think I'm going to be seeing you tomorrow night. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the show ends at 12, so... Are you going to be on the show? I am. Oh. Are you disappointed? No, I'm elated. Okay. I'm I'm elated, Jennifer. Okay. And uh and uh let's uh let's decorate the place and get her a cake, please. Would you please? Yes. Yeah, and Jennifer, he yes. has not touched talcum powder since the <laughs> moment you left the studio. I'm so glad because you know, you have to train these guys. You have to teach them. This oh no, this guy had an they cannot he, do. He had an epiphany right here that night. I'm sure there's a lot of girls Thanking me. Uh, I no. <laughs> well, not, they're not not knowing where to send the thank you notes. Uh, I did swear off the talc as, sh as soon as uh, Jennifer. Here's what happened. Jennifer was on the show uh, many months ago. Uh, I, I think I can say uh, without embarrassing you, Jennifer, you were really hot for me. Oh, <laughs> I mean, really, you were digging my scene. You have it so wrong. You were digging the scene. It is so come on. So 
crazy. Seriously. Seriously, you were hot for me. You know I'm driving, right? All right. Right uh, now? All right. Uh, both. Don't make her drive her car right to the center divider. Come all right. Uh, exactly. So don't, don't say anything. It'll get me too crazy. Yes. Uh, both hands on the wheel, please. I, I don't have a hands-free situation. Okay. Uh, you were really hot for me for the first hour. Just go along with me on this. <laughs> okay. I'm sure I was. Okay. Please. Uh, don't be sarcastic. You know you were. Pick your point. The point is, is Thank the you, second doctor. the second hour she found out uh, that I dump a enormous amount of talc down my shorts before I leave the house, and somehow uh, uh, my hygiene became a, a deal breaker for Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right, baby, you're breaking up. Listen, Jennifer. Uh, we're going to commercial. You're breaking up. Uh, get here uh, real early uh, tomorrow. And uh, we'll look forward to having you on the show and shower. Do me a favor. Yes. Put something on nice for me. All right. All right. Okay. I'll do it up. Don't forget, no cologne. I want pictures of this. All right. No. You, want, you want no smell? No. No. No cologne. All right. What can I wear? Just be clean. Okay. Be All right. Be clean with a nice little outfit. All right. She means shave, Adam. <laughs> All right. And I'll, I'm not talking about your face. All right, Jennifer. We'll see okay. you tomorrow. Okay. Thanks. All right. Um, Where's your, what, Ray, is that his name? All right. Okay, yeah, you got to get your friend. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. Drew, do you have to bring uh, the feces fleeing up uh, at every every opportunity these days? Please. Who's the guy that, that, that does your, your shearing? Uh, yes. All right. I will prune myself uh, like Ivy uh, this evening. I will I will shower and I will put a, I will use a loofah on a stick so I can get to my innards with it. And Jennifer Gray will be on tomorrow night. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. And now, Katy Perry! Imagine going on stage without any guitars, or keyboards, drums, or a microphone and being expected to roar. Tough, right? It's the same with our teachers who are using their own money so students can learn. DonorsChoose.org is a charity that helps teachers get what they need for students to succeed. That's why Staples is donating $1 million to the cause. Join Katy Perry and donate at staples.com slash make roar happen. Turn the groovy master, Adam. Oh, that little minx, uh, Jennifer Gray, tomorrow night. She's got a new TV show out, and I uh, I guess that's what she was filming when we uh, didn't see her on uh, Friday, Drew. Yeah. And what's up? Uh, she came in and asked for me in the uh, office, and no one told me. You're going to kill somebody, I suppose. Uh, no, I'm broken. I'm too tired. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Uh, Eric. Yeah. Hey, you're 23. How's it going? Good. Hey, I've got a question for you, either one of you guys. That's, right. uh, that's uh, good. I was told that you can possibly get uh, diseases. Okay, I'll give you the scenario here. My girlfriend and I are both heroin addicts, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we're both using... Clean needles, neither one of us have any kind of diseases. Uh, 
is there any possible way that you can get any kind of disease by us, you know, two sharing a needle? But uh, I mean, some would some kind of disease be generated by the act yeah, of sharing a needle with something, exactly. some some lightning bolt deliver a disease because yeah. the needle was being. Uh, don't be condescending, Drew. Uh, here's, it's a legitimate here's question. Here's the real question: Is it uh, how many heroin acts do you know that tell the truth 100 percent of the time? Do what? How many heroin acts do you know that tell the truth all the time? Okay. I couldn't tell you. I don't hang out with too many. All right. I've, I've yet to meet one, and uh, it's just part of the disease. And so one of you might sort of slip out and do something that could endanger the other person without telling one another. No, 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 no. I All mean, right. we're pretty faithful here. We're All honest right. people. Uh, well, I, you know, uh, how do you know you have no uh, infectious diseases? Tests. What tests have you had done? Uh, well, I've had AIDS. Yeah. I mean, hepatitis test. Which hepatitis test? B. Okay. The more important hepatitis is hepatitis C. Hepatitis C. Yep, and there's there's other serum types of hepatitis. In other words, hepatitises that are transmitted by blood contact. There's a G virus, a non A non B, and all, there are all kinds of the viral particles right now that are being identified that cause hepatitis. Some of them quite dangerous, but hepatitis C is the most common and the most serious in people who are IV drug users. Okay. There's, okay, you can, you get, you can get syphilis this way. You can transmit. Uh, but no, if if neither one of us have anything, though, if right? neither one of you have anything, and neither yeah, one of you are, then you're both in a, in a petri dish somewhere. You're not contacting any other humans. No, we're not. Then you can't get any diseases from each other. Okay, because yeah, when I went to rehab one time, I was told that uh, the needle itself, there's some kind of bacteria. Oh sure, of course that you can get all kinds of bacteria, but that's just a dirty needle. Period. I mean, you shouldn't use a needle more than once. Okay. No matter what. Yeah, how much a is a needle? needle. Uh, what's a needle cost these days? A needle? Yeah. Well, depends on where you're getting them. Probably about three bucks. Three bucks a needle? Three bucks, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the whole syringe, though, right? Right. No. For just an insulin syringe. You can only use it, they can only use it one time, though. Right. But see, I use one about, like, 15 or 20 times. Yeah, that's how you get serious infections. You, uh, get, you, get, them in the, you get them in the lungs, in the heart valves, how in the do you, skin. How do you know uh, when to stop using a syringe? When when you uh, try and stick it through your arm and it's, it's too dull, basically it's sticking through your arm. I mean, it's like a nail, man. You can't get it in your arm. Too dull. Ah, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, very dull. But okay, one more question for you guys here. Yeah. Um, how long are the uh, the withdrawals for? For heroin? Yeah. It's about five, three to seven days, depending on the person. Three to seven days. And uh, I suggest you really look into it. Uh, I mean, th- this heroin addiction is a is a fatal condition. Uh, it's very. As far as what? As it's, far as withdrawing from? No, the withdrawal is nothing. Anybody can get through the withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as remaining an addict. Right. Uh, eventually, one of these infectious diseases will get you, uh, it, it, or, or you'll have some complication of injecting drugs. What do you do? Uh, you work in radio? Pardon me? You work in radio? No. Huh. Why, what other job can you have? A video, video store? Music. Music, yeah. You're in the music you industry. Go. Music. Uh-huh. Are, are, is that what you're into? That's what I'm into. Are you in a band? Or? Yeah, there you go. I treat an awful lot of musicians these days. And, Do you? Uh, oh, tremendous. There's really only a handful of jobs a junkie can have. No, oh no. They're all uh, they're they're all cl- either in radio or closely related to the radio. <laughs> the music, the music uh, record rep, uh, DJ, uh, producer. 
They really have to be involved with the the radio yeah, industry. It's not so much true anymore. People are smoking a lot of heroin these days too, and they don't realize no. how addictive that is. All right. But the IV drug use is the one that has the more serious medical consequences, and it's very unusual to live past fifty if you're a heroin addict. All right, our, our crack uh, Loveline team has uh, uh, faxed us. Uh, we were talking about douche earlier in the uh, evening, and I was trying to figure out how much this stuff cost, and. Uh, they fax us some of the bottles with some of the uh, numbers on it. Also, I just came with an idea. Mm. How about the dry douche uh, packets? And you, uh, you, you whip them up, you know, like uh, like uh, Theraflu or something. You know what I mean? Like tablets. You know, that like just, a, that just save. Uh, uh, well, it, space, let me t- counter well, space, there's then. counter space, there's shipping weight, there's many factors, and they could pass the savings along to the vagina. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Summer's Eve douche here. Uh, this is the medicated brand. <laughs> By the way, uh, attractive uh, blonde-haired woman uh, fixated on a daisy. Uh, she's holding a daisy. <laughs> Do you see this, Drew? <laughs> What's in that tiny kit? Uh, hold on. Uh, so the Summer's Eve is a good-looking woman uh, staring at a flower. Uh, I guess that must represent her crotch in some, some uh, metaphoric way. Uh, the most effective medication you can buy without a prescription. All, all things that uh, don't have a prescription claim that, by the way. Uh, for symptomatic relief of minor vaginal irritation and inching. Uh, two units, 4.5 uh, ounces. And uh, it's only buck thirty-nine. it says on here. So uh, that's a bargain. Uh, there's also uh, next to it for uh, six twenty-nine. there's the Tiny Kit. It's a reusable douche, a soft latex bag. Simply fill and squeeze. It's like an enema kit. That's like you're decorating a cake. Uh, discreet storage case. <laughs> uh, how often do you get popped for a uh, toting douche? Uh, by the way, that it has to be a discreet storage I case. If you're going through the airport. Uh, well, yeah, where are you packing that douche, uh, by the way? Uh, and, and by the way, what douche container has a big bold letters? Douche. Uh, more capacity than disposables. Uh, so, uh... That's the uh, reusable douche set. And uh, here's something else here. This is uh, the Western family. <laughs> the, uh, this, is the, uh, the fr- <laughs> this is the Frontier Jane autograph series uh, douche. This is uh, Spring Flowers Disposable Douche. It has a, a picture of a sort of, I think that's, uh, uh, the, what's her name, uh, Martha uh, Medicine Woman. It does look kind of like Jane Dr. Seymour Quinn, yeah. a little. Yeah, it's uh, doc, doc, Dr. Quinn. Uh, and here's another Massengale one, again with the country flowers. So uh, apparently, oh, this is the spring flowers. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, there's a theme here. I'm well, still uh, I'm still bucking for the ham-scented ones. I think that could be a moneymaker. All right, uh, the uh, the deli the deli platter the deli series uh, they have like a pimento loaf a ham uh, all different cold cuts and then dill and we'll be back. I began to float up and away from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Love Line float. returns, they're gonna be. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold 
by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Well, it's our friends from Third Eye Blind. And I'm Adam Carolla, and that's Doc Drew, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Um, the uh, douche fax line would be 310-854-4450. By the way, this, this, I think the first two faxes. <laughs> Hold on, can I finish the goddamn number? Everybody knows what it is. All right. 854-4455. Thank you. Uh, first two faxes I've seen in about a month. Yes. Yeah, okay. Just to make sure it wasn't just me. Yeah. Uh, I always had this fantasy about radio, which is uh, faxes galore. Uh Basically, uh, we get like, we see like a fax every two weeks, and it's usually uh, a stick figure of me uh, with like maybe a tremendous scrotum and a very small penis and uh, big buck teeth and a nappy head. And, uh, it says Adam sucks. And then there's a drawn picture next to that photograph. All right, hold on a second. Engineer Mike, uh, remember the discussion we had last night uh, about the uh, volume? Please. It is the world's, li- you have the world's loudest microphone. Uh, of course I blame. Who else am I going to blame? My God. It, thank you. Man, is that loud. Do you ever hear Engineer Mike? Never. Oh, is it loud in my ears? All right. Uh, thank you, Mike. He, Mike does a wonderful job, except for the listening part. Landon, 19. Hey. Hey. Um, all right. Um, my question's not for, it's for whoever can answer it. I was wondering if um. Well, hold on. Let me just uh, l- let me put out these words to Loveline listeners. Uh, do, do not call in and say uh, this one is for Adam. This one is for Drew. Uh, this one is for ever who uh, wants to decide to jump in. Uh, w- just put it out there, and uh, we'll figure it out. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Um, can you contract HIV from um ingesting semen? Yes. Just to, no matter what, you can. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay, is thank there, you. Is there a story there? Huh? Is there a problem? Oh, no. I was, is this Pizza Hut thing, some guy, uh, uh, mashed potatoes, pizza or whatever, and I'm, uh, delivered to somebody and somebody said that they got AIDS from it and I didn't, right. I didn't know, so I was calling to check it out because that was kind of weird. That's totally true. And, uh, there were crabs on the antipasta salad as well. And the person uh, got it in his beard, I believe. Mm. Uh, same guy. 
and the delivery man wrote on the mirror of the bathroom at the home where he delivered uh, in, in lipstick. No, no, it wasn't lipstick. Uh. It was uh, ragu. Uh. Yeah. Uh, he wrote, uh, uh, good luck with your new uh, disease. Yeah. And uh, then he uh, stole everything in the room, and the uh, only thing he left behind was a camera and a toothbrush. And as it turned out, he put the toothbrush in his ass. And Drew, what were the... Uh, what were the uh, the the wives' tales or the uh, urban myths when you were growing up? Nothing quite so colorful. I had uh, I had three good ones. Uh, there was, of course, uh, the Rod Stewart uh, swallowed uh, uh, you know a pony keg of uh, sperm and had to have his stomach pumped. Yes, I that was a that. very. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when you're a kid, it was fine. It was like uh, uh, you're 12. Uh, yeah. What happened to Rod Stewart? Well. Um, the story, as I hear it is, and I have very reliable sources because, as you know, I'm in the eighth grade. Uh, uh, what happened to Rod is, is uh, he swallowed like uh, like six gallons of semen, and he had to have a stomach pump. Yeah. And you want, uh, boy, six gallons. Yeah, and then, then you try to think of something to top. What's it? that rock and roll lifestyle? I tell you what. And and now I was thinking about this as an adult. Uh, you put out basically a teaspoon. Uh, th- th- I'm going to do some quick math here and say uh, he needed a rose bowl full of guys either climaxing at, at about the same time or at least sequentially as he moved penis to penis, or they all just whacked off in a giant, like, uh, plastic trash can, oh, and he uh, all lapped right. it all up with a silly uh, straw. Uh. <laughs> all right, that's uh. the one. The other one was, uh, uh, I don't know where Spanish Fly is anymore, but Spanish Fly was very hip when I was young. Yeah. Hey, you got to get her some Spanish Fly. Uh. My, cousin, uh, my cousin's got a uh, brother's in the service. Um, he was stationed out in Port Juanini, man. Got hold of some Spanish Fly. Uh, here's the Spanish Fly, man. It's, um, it's like cockroach legs, you know? And it's like ground up. And it's like... Uh, uh, gets yeah. chicks like really horny, and uh, yeah. yeah, here's a story, man. It's a true story. It happened to the same guy's uh, uh, his cousin, uh, his cousin's uh, drill sergeant. He, uh, he 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 meets this Betty, you know, and he's like uh, this chick, and 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 they're going out, and he gives her like a little Spanish fly at, at the bar, and then uh, they stop by a liquor store on the way home, you know, and because he's gonna get like a condom because she's like getting really hot and everything. No, that, and that, that condoms goes, didn't exist back then, remember? Oh, uh, he's gonna he he he's gonna get a rubber. And uh, he, and he, and the dude didn't have any because he didn't know what they were. But uh, the dude comes out with like a six pack of Mickey's uh, Big Mouth, and he comes back to the car, and the chick uh, killed herself because she got on top of the uh, stick shift knob, man, and just like, she like sex herself to death. True story, totally true. Same guy told me about Rod Stewart. I'm, I'm, I'm totally serious. And and the other one was uh, this dude who bought a, a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, and he went to a right. movie, and he was eating it. And then, like, the lights came on for intermission, and he was eating a rat. Yes, I heard that uh, one, too. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, you couldn't get a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken into a theater if you put it up your ass. They frisk you for food. <laughs> You're walking in with a bucket of chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Believe you couldn't get one Pez in there if you put it in your right nostril. They would find it. They have uh, candy detectors, and they stop you and tackle you at the door because otherwise they can't charge eight forty-five for Snickers. Uh, Bastards! And you with the kids? Oh, please! Don't oh. You you got to come to the movie. I'm going to make you as no. an experience. Yes, you must spend seventy-five dollars on raisinets when you go to the theater, Drew, with those screaming uh, kids. Again. It is, yeah. Okay. In fact, one time I went. This the, the, the low points of my last couple of months. I went in 
And uh, somebody behind the counter says, oh, you're Dr. Drew. Why didn't you tell me when you paid to get in? I would let you in for free. I'm like, oh. No. Uh, All right. Like, like, you don't 40, make enough. 40 bucks to get in the movie theater. Uh, Natalie, 15. It's Amy. It's Amy? Yeah. All right. What's up, Amy? I was just taking a guess with the Natalie. <laughs> About a week ago, I told my dad that I was gay, and he told me that either I became straight and continued living with him, or I stayed gay and moved out of the house, And but I have nowhere to go. I've asked my friends and everything, and mm. I can't really support myself. Where, where are you now? I'm at home right now with my dad. So you're... Oh, you're you're being uh, forced to heterosexuality. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's going to work. Oh, boy, is that going to work. What does gay mean at your age? Um, I guess liking the same sex and having sex with the same sex. How long has that been going on for you? Um, what? How long has that been going on for you? Um, since I was 13. And what happened when you were 13? Um, nothing. <laughs> you had sex when you were 13? Yeah. How old of a person would you, were you having sex with at that point? Um, my age, or 14. And ha- when did you first realize you were attracted to the same sex? Um, about 12, sometime around there. I wasn't sure, though. Mm-hmm. You ever been with a guy? Um, no. Uh. Well, yes, I have, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. How old were you when that happened? Um, 12. Uh, um, was that before you, you were looking into women? Yeah. Uh, how old was he? Mm. Uh huh. What was the circumstances under which you uh, had sex? What? How'd you get it on? What's the deal? Who was this thirteen-year-old? How did a thirteen-year-old convince a twelve-year-old to have sex? Um, one of my my cousins um, had introduced me to him, and things just went from there. What's up with you? Did you want to have sex at that age? Um, no, not really. What's up that you had trouble saying no? Um, because I really liked him. Has your dad been abusive to you in other ways your whole life? Um, no. It's the first time he suddenly becomes uh, volatile like this. Yeah. Uh, my folks did the same thing when I was... I told my dad I was gay when I was 15. He said, <laughs> uh, he said uh, if you're gay, you have to leave the house. If you're straight, you can, you can stay. And what we did is uh, we compromised. I said, uh, I, I went by and I went out to the garage. Uh. <laughs> so it was, uh, maybe you can cut the same deal. Uh, all right. Uh, <clears throat> You know you're into women, and this is something you've discovered at a young age, and there's never been any abuse or anything like that. You're just into chicks. Wait a minute. What? Uh, there, there's something. I, I'm not saying that the reason she's oh, into chicks has anything to do with abuse. Sure, you're going to get the glad folks no, all I'm up in arms. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the fact that she was having sex at 12 with a male is suspect. Something's up there. Well, the fact that you told your dad about your sexual right. proclivity and, and he decided to kick you out of the house. That whole situation uh, speaks volumes about their relationship and her family. Uh, it's Something's a mess. And Natalie's got a lot of stuff. I mean, this is, you know, when when a child tells you something like that, Natalie's still 15. I mean, she needs help figuring this out. I mean, she may oh. be homosexual, but, you know. Well, I know I am for sure because, I mean, I've been with a lot of girls. Yeah, but that, that if you'd say, the, the uh, fact that you are promiscuous is the problem. It's not your sexual orientation that's the problem. Okay, I mean, the, and and the something is really up, Natalie, and I, you know, and your dad is just sort of punctuating that by showing his own colors. Yeah. 
You need help right now. You don't need a dad that's abusive towards you. Uh, why did you tell your dad? Well, because I, I, I just figured I couldn't keep it from him, you know, and he told me that if I want, ever need to tell him anything at all, you know, and I figured he had already found out oh, about okay. it. All right, listen, Natalie, uh, something's up. We don't know what. Here's the situation. Uh, you're living there. Oh, my God damn it with the screen. I'm sorry. The says screen Natalie says Natalie on it, sir. Sorry. All right, uh, Amy, uh, here's the deal. Uh, you got about three years left at home. You, you got to make it uh, as best you can. It, make it easy on yourself. Tell your dad whatever it is your dad wants to hear because that's the position he's putting himself in. Right. He does not want to hear the truth, so don't give him the truth. Tell him what he needs to hear. Because you can't afford uh, to be kicked out of the house. You can't afford uh, to have your life made miserable this way. But, uh, uh, yes. Uh, listen, Amy the guy's unreasonable. But Amy needs a help. Okay. Amy needs help. And it's, and it's really nothing to do with her sexual orientation. It's just the whole situation is crying out for some help here. And uh, Amy's going to go from this to something a lot worse if she's not counseled uh if i gave drew uh five minutes he would get right to the bottom of this yeah would I, you not I need five minutes yeah yeah okay something's up roxy 16 hey what's up adam hey holmes <laughs> yeah whatever i had a <laughs> comment for you before i started on my problem actually um a couple nights ago you're like well well just like a lot you you sort of rag on silver chair you don't like silver chair what is silver chair uh, uh, silver chair is a band. Yeah, they rule. Yeah. Okay, what right, the? Adam. It's interesting. I've never heard them mentioned ever. I, I, not only not on this show, in my whole life, I've never heard the, I the name Silver Chair. God, there is a uh, there is a, uh, Love Lines, a evil twin <laughs> is lurking out there. People call up all the time uh, and they complain. Uh, hey, Adam, what's you uh, no, always no, always Adam. ragging on uh, uh, all these different uh, ethnic groups and stuff? No, Adam, you rule. You really do. It's oh, okay. I was sort of upset that you don't like Silver Chair because you know I love Silver Chair. Who so said much. I didn't like Silver Chair? So, like every time they like Mike plays in Silver Chair from. Commercial break, you're just like, uh, silver chair. They suck. No, it's the pumpkins that he rags on. No, I heard that too, but it was like one day you were like... All right, hold on a second, Roxy. Uh, do we have a silver chair? Play it for us. Just Play so it, it for us. I don't know what it is. He plays Freak and Slave. I, I don't know that much about silver chair. Okay. They're uh, young, talented uh, musicians from down under who uh, yeah. play in a band. I, yeah. That's all I know about them. We've okay. never had them on the show. I don't have a silver chair CD. I know nothing of the group. They rule? rule? Yes. All right. I I really can't listen to... All right. Here we go. I like it. How often do we play that? I think I've heard it maybe once or twice. Mike, how often is that played? We've had it for a week. Well, All right. listen, listen, Roxy, you moron. I don't even know who that is. Oh, for Christ's sake. I haven't even said the, t- the word silver and chair. I haven't even said it. I haven't said, like, um, uh, the coin was silver and I sat on a chair. I haven't even used the two words in the same sentence on this show. I've never heard of silver chair, so. Please, when you people call in with a gripe, and I know Roxy likes me, and maybe that wasn't her thing, but this is going out because I'm at my wit's end with this crap and all you idiots. If you call in with a gripe, have it have some substance. Some, have it some have, basis in reality. Like, just a modicum of truth. Yeah. 
I've never even mentioned Silverchair on this show. Yeah. I have no idea what the F she is talking about. The only bumper you ever complained about was uh, Stuck on You. Which you is like that. Is that the Pumpkins? Uh, no. no, Stuck on You is Lionel Failure. Richie. Oh. Failure. Oh. You, I didn't, thought you it... didn't like the beginning of it because you didn't like the tones on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. I thought you meant Stuck on You. Can we talk to Roxy? You? Let's talk to Roxy. Yeah. Okay. Roxy. Yeah. Okay. I have, a, I have a bit of truth where you said Silverchair, but I want to bring it up. Go ahead. What's up? Okay. The other day, I was with my friend in a car, and she has a boyfriend, and we were sort of in the car, and she left, and he was, like, getting on top of me. Mm. And I don't know what to do. How old is he? He's 17. Mm. Stay away from him. Well, I mean, I can't. She's like oh, my friend. Stay away from him. Well. Don't be alone. Oh, with wait him. a minute. She likes him. Right. I'm gonna, I was going to get there. Don't, don't, don't blow my cover. Blow it's, not, it's, not, it's not so much that she likes him as that she's flattered by all this. Well, and it's hard for her. All right. <laughs> so that's a problem. Uh, all right, Roxy. Well, please, uh, ask your que- ask your question uh, straight out then, would you? And stop posing it uh, like, uh, like okay, it's a big problem. You're okay. into the guy. Yeah. All right. But, but, see, they broke up, and then they got back together three days later, and now they're back together. Well, you may, all right. Do you want our advice, yes or no? Yes. Stay away from this guy. Find a guy of your own. You're going to screw everything up. It's very, it's very simple. That's it. And, uh, and what t- should I say to him? Mean. Tell him to get off I'm your lap. Hell, you're, you're the best friend's boyfriend. And if, and if he breaks up with her, it's still got to wait a couple months before do you do. Do you think I should tell um, my friend? No. No, stay away. Stay, stay away. away. Don't, why the drama, Roxy? Why do you need all that drama in your life? Yeah, what is you? What, what's up with you? With Here the we go. silver chair and now this. Uh-oh, there, there's gambling going on, Roxy. Uh, Drew's got a uh, wild hair. I have no idea what's going on, and all I know is Drew took a buck from me last time. Now I'm going into this one blindly. There's nothing wrong with me. Something's up. What are we gambling on, Drew? <sighs> Let me just, I, let's get a little more information from both of us. Where do you live? Hello? What part of the country do you live in? Uh, D.C. Okay. Okay. Mm. Somebody talk. <laughs> we're, thinking, we're thinking. We're here. thinking. Well, here. think faster. All right. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you got anything here? What a coincidence. Right. Anne's listening to the show tonight. The one night we decided to stop talking is the night she's listening to the show. Maybe we'd have stopped talking more often. Maybe we'd get her to listen to the show. Uh, all right. What is your take on uh, this, Drew? Parents are divorced. Uh, stepdad is a big, big jerk. Uh, mm, what's her question? Um, biological father is uh, a, a successful guy who's abandoned her. All right. I'll say no because <laughs> I have no answer. Roxy? Yes? What's going on with you? Your pa- parents are not divorced. They're not? No. Um, and my dad hasn't, like, exactly abandoned me. What was your take on me, Adam? I, I have no take other than uh, you're a big pain in the ass. Thanks a lot. You're the drama queen of uh, 1997. Yeah. You stop seeking out drama. Leave your girlfriend and her boyfriend alone. Uh, leave me alone with this goddamn silver okay, chair mess. I have a question really fast. No. No. Right. Right. Oh, we've gone on too long. Right. Uh, give me your dollar, Drew. Her parents are still together. You, you know, give me my dollar. No, no, no. You didn't Come on. Now, that. you started gambling, and you were way off base. Now, give me that. It's a dollar I gave you what, last what, time. What? I don't care about her. She's the drama queen. <laughs> Marcy, 15. 
Um, yeah, like three weeks ago, my 16-year-old friend had a party, and while I was unsupervised, and there was a lot of drinking going on, and a lot of my guy friends got me really drunk, and I did something I regretted, and I stripped, and they were videotaping me, and now they have tapes of me, and they're showing their friends, and these are my guy friends, and they're like, it's for their entertainment, and they won't give me the tapes back, and I begged them to give me the tapes back, but they're just like showing them off to their friends of me stripping for their entertainment. It's like, they think it's a joke. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, do you have any advice of how I can get the tapes back? Yes, but uh, let's get some details first. Uh-huh. Were you totally naked? Well, yeah, kind of. I was topless and my pants off. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I had on was my panties. Okay, so you weren't totally naked. Uh, yeah. And uh, you got loaded and they convinced you to do this. Well, yeah. What about the video camera part? Um, you didn't take any notice to that at the time? No, I mean, I was drunk. I didn't really She didn't know what the hell she was doing. Yeah. How, how old were these guys? I don't know, 16. Anybody older? Huh? Anybody older than that? I'm, no, not no, my guy friends. Who bought the alcohol there that night? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I think there were some older friends of my friend that had the bar- party out there. All right. Maybe they ought to be notified <laughs> that, that they're, uh, they have a liability circulating around out there that needs to be taken away. All right, that that means nothing to 15-year-old Marcy. Marcy, here's the deal. You can beg and plead uh-huh. uh, to these guys till yeah. you're blue in the face. They're never going to give you the tape back. I mean, I've even offered them money. Uh, listen, uh, forget it. Forget it. They're never giving you this tape back by conventional means. <laughs> there's there's two... Uh, listen to me. Uh-huh. Asking them is not going to work. There are two things that are going to work. What? Uh, intimidation. Either physical intimidation in the form of a, a big brother who goes over there with a bat, or uh, or legal uh, intimidation in the form of uh, some letter or something from an attorney or um, the the uh, you know some some law enforcement official or blah blah blah. Okay. Now here's what you do: mm-hmm. you uh, you tell them that you contacted uh, uh, whoever the uh, law enforcement is in your community and that they told you that, uh, you know, unless they give the tape back, uh, I gave them all your names and uh, you, you will be prosecuted. Okay. Uh, you, you, you have to come up with some sort of documentation, some sort of uh, uh, writ or something. Somebody have a father who's a policeman or something? There's anybody with any kind of official letterhead. These guys are stupid. Even if they work for, like, the DWP or something, the gas company or something, anything with something official on it. Are any of your friends um, uh, intelligent enough to draft up a letter that looks like it came from um, police chief so-and-so or uh, not police chief, but, uh, like, Detective um, uh, Johnson or something like that? Yeah, I have a friend that could probably... Something like that. You, all right. You need to say, I talked to so-and-so. His dad's an attorney. He said to contact these people. They contacted these people. And here's what's going to happen unless I call them off. Mm-hmm. I gave them all your names. All right. And they know where you live and they have your phone numbers. And I will proceed in 24 hours if I don't see the tape back. <laughs> Asking Blade, uh, it's going to turn it into a big game. You're like a dog, and they're throwing a frisbee back and forth to one another. You'll just be chasing it and barking. Uh-huh. Work the legal angle, All right. even if it's BS. Work the link legal angle, please. All right, but listen to me, Marcy. Uh-huh. You got one shot at the legal angle. Uh-huh. Don't go into it half cocked. Okay. Do it right. Take a few hours. Draft a good-looking letter. 
Work a story out. You understand? Yeah. Call the cops if you have to, just to pick their brain a little bit and figure out what's going on. Have them tell you this is a violation of Code C65 of the uh, statute of uh, penal uh, something and, uh, and, uh, and, and is a felony in this state. You understand? Yeah. Work it out and then lay it on them. All right. All right. We'll be back. Why don't you try rapping it this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stuff and love and light. I'll be right back in a minute. I'm sorry. That was really bad. You're just not street like me. You know, we love hearing from you, so keep on sending those tweets and comments, because we read every one of them. Your opinion is important. That's why we don't want you to miss the chance to take our listener survey at podcastone.com. You see, your responses will help us make this show the very best it can be. It's not a lot of effort, because it'll only take you about three minutes, and you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing that you helped us get better. So do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And don't forget, keep those tweets and comments coming. Hey, true. It's your favorite new band. Yeah, it is actually. Ah, oh, you love this. Love line one eight hundred L O V E one nine one, and that's enough for you guys. Jennifer Gray, the love of my life, will be in tomorrow night, and next week, Erasure, John Waters, and Duran Duran. Drew, you what are you looking at there? Douche prices. Ah. Yes, I was trying to get to the bottom of this uh, douche dilemma and the prices uh, of douche. Um, what the? That's a, those are those are ones columns. Oh, okay. One dollar yeah. for six ounces. Yeah. Jesus, that's not, I may start douching at that price. That's downright reasonable. Uh, the country flowers a dollar. Uh, let's. <laughs> The uh, the medicated stuff, uh, the eight ounce. Uh, what? The betadine kits are real expensive. Yeah, that ain't cheap. And, that, and that's actually what people need if they need a douche. The betadine douches are probably about the best. Uh, yeah. There there are bacterial infections that can develop in the vagina cause of vaginitis. They they are actually the same bacteria that are in the stool, and uh, they can be sometimes a little, little tricky to clear up. Uh. I'd love to know all the different. Uh, so far, uh, it seems to be the country flower, the spring flower. A lot of uh, uh, love is in bloom in the vagina, apparently. All right, Drew, uh, we got to get back to the phones. But before we do, uh, let's talk about what we were talking about during the commercial, which is uh, what's going on tomorrow, Drew, with your triplets. Uh, they are applying to a school that I would love them to go to. Mm-hmm. They, they have a four-hour interview process for four-year-olds. Think about that. I guarantee uh, your kids cannot stay in their clothing for more than an hour. And, and there is a, don't even, you, you can't even kid with you. I swear don't to God, even do it. you better duct tape those pants uh, on, Drew, uh, because uh, those uh, pants are going around the ankles the first 10 minutes of the they're interview. Pretty, they're pretty good in their in their. Here, uh, circumstances. Here's what I'm telling you to do. Put them all in jumpsuits, uh, take some gaffer's tape or some duct tape, and make about three good wraps right around the waist. What do they make them do in this interview? 
Uh, they take him into a pretty sort of stimulating environment. First, they put him in a group together, and they have to sing songs and read to them and see how they respond to that. And they put him in small groups, and they do numbers and countings and language sampling. And then they take him over and have them set tables and dress. And they just, they just, I, I, you know, I don't know how they score all this. Uh, yeah, one what of the hell it means about a four-year-old's potential like, academically is really hard to imagine. But uh, there's there's uh, about 250 uh, kids and about 16 spots, uh, all for the pleasure of lining up. What if up. only one gets? I know. We accepted. listen. I know. And we, and you know, Jordan is way ahead of the other guys, and we, we're, we're struggling with. <laughs> Look that. at him whispering like Jordan's listening. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> please. And, He's uh, staring at a mobile right now, Drew. <laughs> what are you talking about, please? And uh, um, uh, all everybody lining it's up. It's only sixteen. The chances Look, aren't very good. That I know that everybody's lining up for the pleasure of paying ten thousand dollars a year to go. Uh, all right. Now here's uh, here's here would be my test. I would take the two hundred kids. I'd put them in a room. I would uh, put them in nothing uh, but their underwear. I would put uh, a uh, piece of rice paper under them, and I would have them sit for four hours. Uh, whoever didn't make. Uh, I would then check the rice paper. Uh, whoever didn't make on the rice paper's it. I don't need a uh, big room full of uh, urinators and uh, number twoers. So that would be uh, if you're running a school. Think about it. That's, That's a, a great big idea. priority. Yeah. You know what? They, they, Plus, they, the, the smarter kids are going to be able to hold their bowels. Right. You figure. Fascinating. Okay, uh, but here's the real here's the real tragedy here. It's going to cost ten grand a year per child per child uh, for you to keep these kids in. And uh, is there a write-off for this? No. No. No tax break. Nothing. Not, uh, there's no force in our society to, to urge you to be a good parent. Nothing. Right. Every force available right now is, is, is pushing you towards being the worst possible parent. Right. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you what the government does. Uh, let's rape responsible people so we can take care of uh, the single teenage moms who have eight kids and the junkies of the world. Uh, let's just stick it to everybody who's holding down a job. Uh, in L.A., uh, they do the same thing to everyone who owns a car. Uh, we have no transportation. There's no subway. There's no BART. There's nothing. You either own a car or you're screwed. You work out of your house is stringing beads or doing phone sex. So what do they do? They screw you. They have a million meter maids in this city. Uh, they have cops all over the place doing nothing but riding tickets. Uh, it costs a fortune to register your car. You've got to smog it every year. They just found this element that is screwed without their car, and they essentially sodomize them on a regular basis. The government looks for people that have money. They single them out, and they just F them. That's it. Now, And let me say something, Drew. Yes. Wouldn't it cost the city money if you sent your kids to a public school? Sure. It cost, uh, I don't know how much, but it's like, I don't know, three grand a why, year. Why, why did you get a tax break on that? Whatever it is. I mean, the city would have to pay when for the teachers and the supervision and everything. Everything from the bus that picked them up to the, to the supplies, to the school you, you desk. You for that, too. Everything. Uh, I'm paying for that now with no yeah. kids, by the way. But the point is, is... is you are saving the government, you know, X amount of thousand dollars a month by not involving their kids that's in that, that program. That's where the whole voucher thing came from. You were able to apply it to a private school if you wanted to. Oh, I, I, I swear to God, the answer is not taking hardworking people and tweaking them for more money. Let's just have Adam, the, let's have you, you pay more. You and you and I know you've come around. You've become so liberal. You're now fascist. Thank you. But the original liberal ideal was redistribute the wealth. That was the that was the call, right? And it it screwed up a lot of people because it's it it gave people 
a reason to be unhealthy. Right. That, Supported, there, uh, reinforced unhealthiness. Uh, there's some senator or some guy in government that's trying to pass a thing that says if you win the lottery and you're on welfare, uh, you owe. This is the greatest idea I've ever heard in my life. Uh, people that are uh, getting welfare should not be allowed to play the lottery. That money is not for you to get scratchers. It's for you to uh, get your kid's shoes. Oh, oh, it's a uh, recoculus. And we don't do anyone a favor with this. No, we don't. That's Please. the whole point. All right. Uh, Lori, 24. Hey. Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. Hey. Watch your show. I'm a long-time listener, and I've always tried to get through. And uh, Here we are. Yeah, but uh, it caught me by surprise. I'm really nervous right now. All right. Um, okay. Uh, me and my boss and his wife, we all became, like, really good friends. And um, my boss, you know, thought it would be a really good idea, you know, because his wife didn't really have that many friends. So so it's like I start hanging out with her and um, make a long story longer. One thing led to another, and we, we started, you know, just uh, kind of messing around, being more than friends. And um, there was going to be a time where it was going to be all three of us, and when that night came, I couldn't, you know, it was my boss. I couldn't break down and do it. Right. And, um, right. Interesting but then he came over as like, when he started to kiss me, she, she got really, really, um, upset by that. it and couldn't handle it and got, you know, just her nerves got to her. How old are these, her nerves got to her. How old are these people? Um, well, well I'm 24, he's 25 and she is 20. Well, where do you work? Um, in a bowling alley. And wow, I had I thought it was a lot of, like a, a lot of old guys like uh, you know spraying stuff into rental shoes and arranging uh, rosin bags and stuff. I had no idea that, that it was just lurid. Well, she actually she worked in the playroom, um, and he was um, he's like the supervisor in the snack bar, and I'm a cook. Oh, okay. <laughs> so everyone's uh, everyone's on the fast track. <laughs> uh, which one do you, you guys take turns setting the pins, or do you have a uh, machine for that? Got a machine. Oh, okay. Whew, that's finally. <laughs> uh, what do you like? A fifteen-pound Brunswick high luster. Um, me no, ten and a half. Oh, ten and a half. Yeah, um, I guess you. I got carpal tunnel in both my arms. Oh, okay. So, you uh, wear you wear the brace though, right? Yeah, I'm okay. gonna have to have surgery. And what's your uh, what's your average? Uh, my average wall uh, used to be around one twenty. Now I'll be lucky if I could break fifty. <laughs> yeah, with that bad hand. That's all right. You'll be back on tour soon. Uh, so he uh, he works in the uh, the playroom. No, she does. Oh, she does. The yeah. playroom is the room with the billiards and whatnot. Uh, no, all the kids daycare. Oh, daycare. Yeah, for the people who bowl leagues. Uh, let me let me let me uh, let me just ask you a quick bowling related question. Okay. What is up with this goddamn league night? Uh, I get a wild hair. Mm-hmm. Every uh, twice a year, I get a wild hair where I say, uh, "I'm going bowling. I- I'd like to bowl." I'm talking to some friends. This sounds like a kick. Let's do it. We'll get a couple pitchers of beer. We'll head out. Uh, this is going to be great. Let's do this. And you get this. Er- uh, bowling is like uh, when you have a craving for food that you haven't had for a mm-hmm. while, and then you just go, "I need this food. I need it." Tonight. Yes, we're bowling. We're all going bowling. You go to the alley. Uh, uh, sorry, league night. You walk in there, and the tour has stopped off there, and it is le- there's thousands of people. Every night is league night. Every night I want to go bowling, league night. How many league nights can there be a week? Um, well, they have junior leagues on Saturdays during the day, and there's leagues um, every other night of the week, but they're usually oh. over by, like, 9. All right, F these. Forget these league nights. 
What happened? Uh, where's uh, an- when's Anarchy Night? When's first come first serve night? Um, Saturday night from ten to one. It's rock and roll bowling. <laughs> we turn off all the lights and uh, just have the pin uh, lights listen, on. Listen, I, I don't need a laserium show. I just want a bowl. Well, that's that's, that's the only. Let's help. Let's help out, guys. Enough bowl time. All right, all right. right. Bowl line. You know we got a break now, anyway. So this is gonna take a while to sort through this. Laura, hold on. We're we're gonna get to this. All right, we'll be back. Hey, Dr. Drew, yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. All right. Hey, is this that damn silver chair? I hate them, boy. It's got to be that silver chair. Oh, true. No worse band in the world than that silver chair, is there? I wouldn't know. Oh, is man. this they? I, I go on no, aimlessly about them. them, my disdain for silver chair. Oh, <laughs> what the heck? Oh, All right, uh, phone number. Oh, screw you with the phone number. Uh, Jennifer Gray, the love of my life, will be in here uh, tomorrow. Besides Jesus Christ, will be in uh, tomorrow night. And uh, Razor, John Waters, and uh, Duran Duran next week. Laurie, twenty-four. And you're gonna have a party tomorrow night. And make sure it's the Jennifer Gray's birthday party. Adam was coming in a silk suit tomorrow night. That's right. Remind me. I'm really gotta. I, I really gotta. I'm stepping out tomorrow night. And I, I, I'm going to do myself. We'll get together up. after the show and plan the events for <laughs> tomorrow. Okay. Uh, ladies, I may need a makeover. Uh, May. Okay, I'm going to need a makeover. <laughs> I need like an eyebrow plucking. Uh, I need to like walk around with a book on my head and get we my need to posture get the straight now. For the, the eyebrow. Oh, yeah. Ray, what Ray's going to do is going to prune your, uh, your, uh, yes, your weak spot. I, my Achilles uh, bun. I'll, uh, I'll trim my pubes. Uh, I'm really going to clean myself up. You're going to have to. All right. Uh, uh, I'm going to spend tomorrow in a spa with a uh, mug. You're going to look fabulous. Thank you, I baby. Know it. Uh, Lori? Yeah. All right, so you're involved with this uh, bizarre, uh, uh, we'll call it the... Uh, Trio. You're trying to pick up the spare. Well... Uh, they have a relationship. Did. They... Uh, it's uh, everything, you know, it's, it's like they do go bad, and I, I know that, because it's like... Um, well, hold on, hold on. Quit riffing for a second. You... Uh, she you, had sex with the wife. You had sex with the wife of these uh, this married couple who works yeah. with you at the bowling alley. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and where was the husband? He was 
is sitting in a chair across from us. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. Well, he is something they, you know, that was intended to happen. Right. That's uh, why he set you guys up to be friends? Well, no, no, no. Just, we were going to be, it, that just ended up being like a added bonus, you know, because we became, we became friends, I mean. It's, all right, all right. And there's a guy in a barca lounge here uh, with his pants down and paper towels spread out uh, no. around across his belly. That's a bonus. <laughs> it, wasn't like that. it wasn't like that, you know. He's, Whose idea was it? Huh? Whose idea was it? Well, I mean, um, for that night, it, it just it just happened. I mean, it just worked out that Whose way. Whose idea was night. it? Um, all of ours. <laughs> It, was really, it? it really was. Right. Simultaneously, right. it occurred to all three of you? I, mean, I don't know of any ideas that occurred uh, simultaneously. This is like, uh, not, uh, okay. it's not like it, talking to it. Poland. Uh, whose idea was it for uh, Hitler to invade? Uh, uh, well, well, we talked about it. Uh, we thought it'd be good to be overrun uh, by evil force. Uh, it was all of ours. Uh, no. It was this guy's idea, of course. Well, no, she wanted to please please him, you know. Because yes, yes, but that's yes. the point. That's what's ridiculous about this. It's okay, what. But, but here, here, here's the thing. Um, he, um, he, and I, you know, we we became. I mean, we had been really good friends and had been able to talk a lot at work. Now, hear this: women need to cease the behavior of trying to please men. If you don't want to do something, if you're uncomfortable with it, do not do it. Well, that's why that night, or not, it wasn't actually that night. It was, you want to use a reverb? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't exactly that night, but um, when, when there was a night that um, she, um, she was going down on him, and I, I was supposed to when she gave me the signal, and I couldn't bring myself to do it, but then... Uh, what, what was the signal? Was it a flare? Uh, uh, she, she put her hand up and signaled me with her finger, but okay. I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. To, to go down on him. Exactly, right. but when and when he came to kiss me, she she got her nerves got to her, and that's when we decided it wasn't going to be good. All right. And um, all right, okay, listen, uh, you need to find yourself a boyfriend well, and stay well, out of this. I, no, this is, I mean, I'm the whole the whole thing is is now that um she she left. She is living with her mother right now, and um, she took the kids. Oh, the kids. Oh. Yes, there's two children. No. And oh, thank God. I feel, I feel awful. I feel like, you know, it's like I'm a bad person, and no. I know that uh, I'm not a bad person. All you are is one of those kids uh, she is taking yeah. with her, uh, plus uh, plus 18 years. Yeah, That's all you are, yeah. Lori. Do you understand? No, you don't, but that's all right. Listen, uh, listen, you're not a bad person. Uh, your, your judgment is a little impaired. You're easily uh, talked into things and easily fooled, and you're eager to please, and that's uh, what gets you into trouble. Uh, be eager to please yourself, Lori. Yeah, I mean, you understand? the thing that with, with her, you know, I, I totally did want to do, you know, but it's like me and my boss, we ended up, you know, it's like I didn't have sex with him or anything, you know. It's just oral right. sex that I did to him. And um, apparently he had an escapade with somebody else All right. as well. Yeah, I, I, my, I, my, I took the guilt, you know. My did. take, Lori, on the bad person in all this, by the way, is your boss. He's the, he's the one that's sort of abusing everybody and not really clearly not supporting anybody, not, not helping anybody through all this. He's uh, just getting his jollies and uh, come what emotional wreckage may. A lot of bad stuff happened to you, Lori, in your past. Um, I've, I've, yeah. Yeah, okay. Listen, Laurie, please hear this. Okay. Uh, you're a fine person. You're just confused. You had uh, a lot of bad stuff happen to you. That's all. And now, 
Uh, you don't know who to trust, uh, mo- uh, especially yourself. Yeah, but the Just people, r- the people that prey on that, are the people you shouldn't be trusting. That. Yeah, I mean, right it, now it's like I'm. I have right. a whole bunch of. You know, it's like I'm trying to get over a heroin. I understand. Addiction. Just I'm trying like, to get over a heroin addiction. Yeah, I, yeah. I've had lived on the streets for like a few okay. years. Okay, all right. Get my stuff look, together. these are people. Look, they they prey on people who uh, were preyed upon at an <laughs> earlier time. This, Laurie, listen. We we got to go another call. Okay. Don't act on things for a little while. Just relax. But but here, the, let, me, let me give her some specific advice. I, I agree with you in general. But get it, go to NA, get a sponsor, develop a sober network of peers. They will be able to support you in ways that you will not find generally available to you anywhere else. They will have been where you are. They'll be able to go where you are emotionally and connect with you and support you. Go to Narcotics Anonymous. Go to meetings every day. Develop relationships there. Take phone numbers. Make outreach calls and get a sponsor. Do it. Okay. Willow. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're 20, Willow. Yeah, and I have a job. Really? Yeah. (laughs) What's that? Um, I'm in sales. Oh, I love when people answer that. Uh, I'm in sales. Oh, that narrows it down. (laughs) Actually, I sell manufactured homes. You sell what at home? (laughs) Trailer parks. Mobile homes. Oh, you sell mobile homes? Yeah, nobody understands that other term. You sell manufactured homes? Yes, that's a politically correct. Oh, yeah. I know what a manufactured <laughs> home is. I know how they do it. The thing comes in two halves, and they just, yeah. plug it, they just plug it right together in the middle. Yeah, they're actually pretty nice now. Uh, yeah, that's relative, but yes. <laughs> well, you know, as I was sitting here on hold for the last 15 minutes, I did think of a medical question that I had um, about moles. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not like totally scattered with moles all over my body, but I do have some, and I have some that are a little bit larger, one in particular. That's your think, nipple. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was wondering, no, um, but I was wondering if you do get them removed or if you can, you know, is there scarring and everything like that? Sure. You, Depending you, who takes them off and how, but of course. Is it real, real noticeable or just It depends like, where it is and what techniques you use and whether or not you scar badly. Okay. Okay. Uh, does it have to do with the pigmentation of your skin? Like, say, would a black person, if they had moles taken off, would it leave like a white mark? Uh, uh, if you're like a mm, light skin person, if, if would it dark, leave something different? If you're dark, you tend to pigment more, but people with darker skin, particularly black, tend to have keloid formation. Yeah. I'm what is that? How come that is? <laughs> How did I phrase that? What is up with that? Just one of those things. A keloid scar is a scar that uh, sticks up past the surface of the skin. Hypertrophy scar, yeah. And uh, black people have that more, uh, they scar more easily mm-hmm. than Caucasians. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? It's just the way it is. I thought everyone was the same. No, no, <laughs> no. no. All right. Uh, Willow. Uh, but you should get them removed because uh, if you have, like, over a certain amount, it can turn into cancer. Or uh, maybe not. All right, maybe not. Well, how likely is it? I mean, you know, you always hear about that. Oh, stay away from the sun and everything, and I understand Yeah, that, moles but... tend not to become, typically, not, they aren't what become cancerous. There's something called dysplastic nevus syndrome where you could be at slight increased risk of that. But uh, if you have concerns, see a dermatologist. What, what was your other point for calling? That's something you thought of while being on hold, huh? <laughs> well, I just, you know, Adam, I think your sense of humor is, Totally funny. I think some people take you too seriously, but I just, I just can totally. I'm sitting here the whole time and listening to the show, and I'm just laughing and laughing. And I just want to tell you, I think you're cool. Really? Yeah. I, I, I am. I'm, I'm really a decent okay. guy. I'm going for the wallet. I'm going for the wallet. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, heroin addict. Um, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm 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 really I'm an okay guy, and uh, and my heart is good, and that's what enables me to be an a hole uh, well, night after night. Yeah, I think I don't know. I As, think that's also evident too. But no, there's no bets on this one. No, you're a good person. Pardon me. You. Uh, it's a love fest here between you two. Hey, how much does one of those uh, mobile homes run? Oh gosh, they range from like thirty to eighty to ninety or so. I mean, wow. it depends. If you get a really, really cool, like nice one, like twenty five hundred square feet decked out, you can spend anywhere between seventy and ninety. Uh, do they have mobile condos? Because I'm looking into that. Well, actually, you know, it would be on a whole complex that gets uh, with a seam running down the middle of it. <laughs> I don't know. I I have a manufactured home, and um, I live in a park, and it's kind of like. I don't live in a trailer park. I live in a newer one. And you don't have a whole lot of yard that you have to take care of, which I totally don't like yard work. And right. It's really low maintenance, and you just drive in, get in your house, go to work, you know. Right. Cool. That would be something that you might. Right. You could live in a refrigerator box in an alley, though, and you'd have almost you'd have zero maintenance in terms of uh, your environment. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, I, uh, I once saw a guy assembling one of those homes. Uh, all right. We've got to go to break. Drew, who we got to talk to when we come back? Each other. Okay. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. Laura Ingram here with some great news for all of my fans. Starting September 2nd, The Laura Ingram Show will now be available free at podcast1.com. So if you miss a show or worse yet, you're in a city where my show doesn't air for some reason on the local radio station, well, you'll be able to listen in ultimate freedom to the show anytime, anyplace you want. You just go to podcast1.com or even better, you can download the mobile app that's really easy to do onto your cell phone. Then just click on the Laura Ingram Show podcast logo. It's that easy. So The Laura Ingram Show on Podcast One, that's podcastone.com. All right, uh, here's the deal. Uh, Drew, I know I owe you like 80 or 90 bucks for the per diem. Oh, yeah. They gave me the per diem and I put it in my pocket. And yeah. I never gave it to you. But now I need a couple of dollars. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, listen, we got to get uh, Jennifer Gray uh, a pie uh, for her birthday tomorrow. Uh, I know she likes pie. I either got five bucks or I got 20 bucks. I know five is a little light for a pie. 20 is a little heavy because I don't have any money. And I'm not going to have five bucks tomorrow. What so what asking? if I give five bucks and everyone else uh, forks over... Like uh, seventy five cents. I have your whole wallet right here. Uh, <laughs> She'll take the twenty, give you, you the have change. The biggest hair in your driver's license. That's a shadow. I'm telling no, you, it's, it's a, shadow. a shadow. Too. I know it's a shadow. And we'll give, and we'll give you. They'll give you the change, dude. It's all right. I, what am I going to do for money tomorrow? <laughs> As you know, that change thing is. Anne forgets, and I feel weird asking her for it, and then she gives me that. Uh, Don't, you yeah, know what? and Don't then I go. The, the, the pie was fourteen dollars. Uh, yes, that's how much. You know that? what? You buy the damn pie. Oh. All right, See take the. All right, uh, all right. So either I give you the twenty, or everyone else uh, kicks in a buck. Come on, that's like nine. That's ten dollars for a pie. That's fine. All right, I'll put in five. 
Everyone kicks okay. in a buck, Whatever. and we got a pie, right? That's fine. Okay. Pie's like seven bucks, right? That's fine. Okay. Well, I'll vote on a, on a flavor. I'm going with a fruit. All right. Uh, Jennifer <laughs> Gray. Jennifer Gray tomorrow night. Uh, raise your John Waters and Duran Duran the following week. And until then, uh, this is Sam Crawford. Dr. Drew, say mahalo. Hi, this is Adam. Please leave a message. You're my stern but groovy master, Adam. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Sit, Obu. Obu, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.